You are listening to episode 35 of the On the Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong Help support On the Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 on all exotic and win bets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t shirt or other merch at on the wrong Hey Chase, what's going on, my man? I'm uh I'm just bundled up watching the snowfall. I'm also watching the Heat play the uh Warriors. Yeah, what a what a crazy like was it two weeks with all these cancellations and everything? And like we should be like right in the middle of you know like the Derby hot stove and talking about all these you know young up and coming horses and you know you'd be in the middle of the oak lawn meets you know i'd be probably losing money at gulfstream even though i said i wouldn't lose money at gulfstream and well gulfstream's still running but it's just yeah man it's been kind of a weird couple weeks with all these cancellations huh oh yeah um i'm used to losing uh, since they moved the meat back um, a couple weeks from when they they normally do, so that they can like extend it through May. Um, at Oakland, I'm used to losing like a day or two to weather, maybe. But like this is, you know, three days, you know, a, a full a full week, two weeks of of racing days, um, you know, that are gone. I'm glad they're adding a couple days back to the meets. Um, it might mean that maybe some of the the purses might might increase a little bit since they're only adding like a couple days and they've got five days worth of purses that they can still, you know, put up. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I had a feeling seeing the weather that there was no way in hell they were going to be running at Oakland this week. And it's just, uh, you know, shit's crazy all over pretty much. Yeah. It kind of put a damper on, on my plans for this week. Uh, it's kind of a light week in racing. um, and you know just trying to think what to cover on thursday for our live stream um you know i thought we would kind of just pivot a little bit and go to hey let's cover you know let's do shrp let's do a night of just you know sam houston just bet a couple races you know kind of talk through our process and you know have a little you know do something a little different in the middle of a derby season with all this craziness and then uh, shrp's canceled for the rest of the week so uh yeah, man, it's just been it's just been nuts with the weather. Um, you know, fairgrounds looks like they're still going to run probably off the turf. Uh, Gulfstream is still open, so uh, Santa Anita, Golden Gate. So we'll we'll figure something out for Thursday. I think uh, I'm I'm leaning towards co- taking a look at the um, the Golden Hour bets uh, or the Stronic Five, depending. Um, depending on people's thoughts. Cause, cause those, those seem to be the best bets going right now. Um, I know uh, you and I have been playing the golden hour pretty regularly um, the past couple weeks. Um, and we, we've just, we've just seen some good payouts for not, not very difficult sequences. It seems like. Yeah. It's the, it's the benefit of having a, a higher base wager. You know, it, it's kind of like the, the pick threes at, at yeah at Naira tracks, you know, being, being a dollar base. Well, when you do like a pick four at a dollar base and you have a double, that's like a $5 base. I mean, the, it just kind of lends itself to, even if you get fairly chalky results to still getting pretty fair payouts. Yeah. And, uh, I know you hate this word, but low takeout, 
definitely uh, definitely helps as well. That's um, not a real thing. You know what? I, I'll be honest, man. I, I really noticed it at um, uh, Sam Houston. Uh, I'll I'll often look at the double payouts and be surprised that they're they're a little bit better than I than I would expect. And you know the the double the double pool gets you know usually is a is a higher takeout. So it being twelve percent as opposed to you know eighteen or twenty or whatever most other tracks do. I, I think it makes a big difference. But yeah, you know I I say it mostly just to get under Mark's skin. But yes, takeout takeout does matter, and it, it definitely I mean it kind of tips the scales back to the back to the horse player whenever they're you know, you have these these low takeouts that are, are a little bit more better friendly. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, so one thing we haven't talked about is, uh, you know, Saudi Cup this weekend. Um, and, you know, I'm still torn on whether or not I will put any money into the pools um, for it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I kind of have a hard time trying to, uh, you know, trying to support, um, support this, uh, you know, the, the little Saudi meat um, with what we kind of know of the about the the state and the leader and and stuff like that. Um, at the same time, you know, as a gambler, you got to think about the betting opportunity. If there's value, like you really can't pass up value, but. So I, I don't know, like I, I I'd kind of been going back and forth a little bit, and you know I was I was thinking about this yesterday, I, I think before I messaged you about the podcast, and you know I, I ended up going down this kind of like deep rabbit hole um, of thinking, which you know I'm sure you're very well as someone who who doesn't has trouble sleeping like I do, um, you know you're up at like two three o'clock in the morning and like your just mind just goes into all kinds of crazy places, right? Like. Uh, you know, you start thinking about the ethics of horse racing in general, or just like, you know, the people who are involved with horse racing. And I don't know, maybe the exploitation of labor and animals in horse racing, you know, you get you can like, if you really sit down and think about it, like you can like, I guess, kind of go down some like real like, I guess, like dark avenues, uh, when it comes to it. And like, I mean, it's just kind of like anything else, like, you kind of got to, you kind of have that, that talk with yourself, right? And you have to kind of decide, okay, what is right, what is wrong, like what, what is too far, you know, in something like, and, and you know, like it just just like anything else, like right, like with horse racing, um, you know, everyone would say, okay, a horse breaking down is too like like that is tragic, no matter who or what um, uh, is watching horse racing, right? Whether you're just a regular horse racing fan, whether you're a member of PETA who's trying to stop horse racing. Like you see that it's, it's tragic, right? hundred percent of the people. Um, but then you get to like more gray areas, right? Like the use of the whip and, you know, you start thinking like, you start thinking kind of like, uh, watching, uh, California racing. And I, we've talked about this off air, you know, in our, in our PMs, you know, how sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to watch Santa Anita now, you know, w- without them having the whip rule, like in practice, and like thinking about it, like as a practical human being, like you'd be like, yeah, we should probably limit the whip rule, right? We should probably limit the whip use, you know, five strikes, three strikes. I forget what the, the rule is. Um, you know, that that's going to be better for racing. But then you watch it and your horse is in second and it's not finding 
and it just needs to get like a half length and your jock is just like motionless on the horse. And then you start to think like, okay, maybe I kind of don't give a shit. And like, we need to maybe, maybe get rid of this whip rule, you know? Um, but like it, you know, just like, I kind of like started going down this path. Cause like, I, I was thinking about Saudi um, and you know, you, you got, you, you know, you got your human rights violations going on over there. Um, you know, it, it's just got your shadow war with Yemen. Like you just like, I just like, don't feel good. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about it now. Right. But like, it's like, I kind of don't feel good. Like spending an entire um, night stream, you know, kind of celebrating it. Um, I, I, I have multiple problems, not just, not just with Saudi, like, cause I started thinking about this. Right. And my problems with the Saudi cup isn't just with Saudi. Right. But just think about what that race kind of does to early, uh, you know, winter racing. I mean, look at look at the Pegasus World Cup. What happened yeah. to that race? Yeah, there's 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 more money in Saudi, and so you have. Well, I mean, you still have the same horses that ran, uh, excluding Charlatan. You know, you still have the the winner of the of the the Pegasus shipping to Saudi for the Saudi Cup. So, I, I mean, I I kind of. I, I don't necessarily agree because I think that they can they can kind of share the space. I, I think more of it is just the Pegasus has just kind of kind of lost its luster and that people don't necessarily have the same interest in running in it and it's reflected by the uh the amount of money that's that's paid out in the purse to to the Pegasus winner also. I mean, there's definitely more money in Saudi, but I don't think that the Pegasus, you know, world. If, if the Pegasus World Cup wanted to keep those horses at home, then they they would still have, you know, it would still be a you know twelve million dollar race instead of a, a three million dollar race. So, I, eh, you know, it, it's it's hard to say because I'm definitely not an expert in, in racing purses and you know what they decide to do in the racing office to to kind of draw entries into their fields. But I, I I personally am a little bit skeptical that that Saudi actually and the Saudi Cup actually influences the the entries of who's entering into the the Pegasus. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. There, there's just something about the day that just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I know we we were kind of talking about it in our our private chat because, you know, with all these cancellations, like there's still that Saudi Cup card. Maybe that's what we should talk about. But I don't know. I just I I had a hard time um, being like getting excited for it. Like, but at the same time, I can't say that I'm not going to wager a single dollar on it. So I don't know. I, it was just like this weird inner conversation I kind of had with myself last night. Um, I think you, there's like concessions you have, to, like I said, you have to make with horse racing because um, horses die, right? Like, like it's just inevitable. You know, a horse is going to break down um, racing uh, or, or in training or there's going to be a freak accident. Like there was, what was it, at Santa Anita or Del Mar last year or two years ago, right? Where they had that long streak of no injuries. And then I think a horse got loose and collided with another horse, right? Like just like weird stuff happens. And so like to support horse racing, like you're already kind of, you kind of already have to have that inner discussion with yourself that like, Hey, like, like horses are going to get hurt doing this. Jockeys are going to get hurt doing this. And yeah, like jockeys understand the risk. Um, 
you know, you, like I said, you have that discussion with, with yourself, you know, you, it, I mean, it's just kind of like eating meat at some point, right? You know, like, like you have to think about, and, and maybe I'm just like going like super crazy and super like crazy liberal because, you know, my mind goes to this stuff, but it's just like, man, like, like you're sitting there looking at a, you know, piece of food or something. You're like, oh, like something had to die for me to eat this. Right. And like, you make that, you make that bargain with yourself that you're okay with this. Right. So, um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Um, I'm just saying like, at, I think at, there's a certain point, um, you know, where, where you always like self-consciously kind of think about these kinds of things. Um, my, my wife, um, for those of you who don't know is a vegetarian and her, the reason she's a vegetarian is at some point in her life, um, she had a piece, she had injured her tendon. Right. And maybe like a week or two after she had like had a procedure to fix her tendon, she was eating a piece of chicken and it was just really chewy and she couldn't get through it. And her grandmother just goes, Oh, don't worry. It's just a piece of tendon. And, you know, my wife being, I think she was like 10 or 12 at the time. And she put two and two together that what she was chewing is the same thing that she injured in like her, her own body. And so like, at some point she made that decision, like, Hey, I'm just not going to eat meat anymore. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, there's probably been plenty of horse players who've seen just like a real terrible breakdown and have just been like, all right, I'm never going to play the horses again. Or sometimes I, I know, I know there's been people in our discord who've seen something and they're like, uh, I kind of don't feel good about playing the rest of the day. I'll be back, you know, whatever. Um, but like, you know, so I, I kind of feel like ethically, you always have these inner discussions with yourself. Right. And some people probably don't even think about it. Right. They're like, fuck it. Like these are animals. We're just going to bet on them to run around in a circle. You know, some people maybe think about it. And then you got people who go the opposite direction or completely in the extreme direction, like PETA and other groups who are like, this is fucked up. Like you shouldn't do this. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with them. Uh, I don't go like, like I said, these are an, like, I'm somewhere in the middle on this. Like, you know, I, I think I think about these things, but it obviously doesn't bother me enough to, to where I'm not betting on the horses anymore. Um, but, you know, I, I just kind of came to that real, I kind of came to that with, with Saudi where I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know about this. And, um, you know, I don't know, like, like, has there, has there ever been anything in like, in like horse racing or, or, um, you know, gambling where you've kind of like maybe had reservations, like ethically, like, Hey, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I don't know, like betting on a little league world series. I, whenever, whenever Santa Anita was having its, it's really bad problems with, with, uh, breakdowns and they weren't really, they weren't really look. I felt, I felt like they were kind of denying what the actual cause was, which was like the, the actual surface and I felt like the the way that the Stronax handled it was was kind of a little bit a little bit off. Like I, I felt like they, there was a lot of like diverting of blame from um what could be like their personal liability to um saying, well, it's it's obviously the fault of the whip or it's the fault of, you know, Jerry Hollendorfer or the fault of, you know, these other you know, other trainers or other, other processes. And to, I mean, some degree they were right, but it felt more like a deflection. And I was on a, a pretty hard, like I, I will not bet Stronach tracks uh, after that because I felt like they handled it so poorly. 
I've kind of come around. They've improved some things at Santa Anita. You don't have the same breakdowns. I feel like they probably they did a lot more to their surface than I feel like they probably advertised because I just I don't think that the like the surface was was made to handle the amount of wet that they got that year at Santa Anita. I remember it was a really wet year, um, and that's when all these breakdowns were happening. Um, you know, when when you have the people, and I'm not names, but there are people that you you feel like you absolutely know are are you know violating medication rules, or you know even acting outside of the law in terms of the substances that they're they're putting in these horses' bodies. I really don't like that, um, and it really gives me a a icky feeling. Even though sometimes, like it's just the the easiest money to be made. Um, and the reason I feel like that gives me a, a, a icky feeling specifically is um, I don't like it's not like a bodybuilder who's, you know, making a, a conscious de- decision to take substance X, Y, Z to get to an end goal. It's the it's the fact that these animals, it's it's not like they're consenting to what's being put inside of them and they're, they don't know what the, what the effect is going to be. And so like, to me, like I think of that as almost like when someone like slips something in your drink, you know, at a party and you're like, what the fuck just happened to me? You know, um, it's, it's almost like the same, the same conundrum of like, is it ethical for me to get my cat high? That sort of thing, which I say no, because the cat, the cat doesn't know what's going on. It just knows it feels super funny now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit of icky stuff when it when it comes to like, you know, just horses are running and they break down, and it's not because you know it's some horse that's you know masked up that's that's too big for its frame, or or something like that, and it's just you know uh, just a breakdown that happens. I I feel like there's there's a distinct difference in how some people view animals like i i grew up um duck duck hunting and you have like retriever dogs um and what you have to do to train a good retriever is to get yourself out of the mindset that what you have is a pet it's not a pet it's it's a tool it's a worker it's it's there to do to do a job and i feel like horses other kind of like you know equine animals other other kind of you know the same kind of you know hooved animals there there are some that are just kind of they're bred to to work and do do those sort of things and you know uh, i i kind of i feel like i'm on the right side of that because i feel like these anim- these animals are bred to run and they're they're doing what they're what they're meant to do and you know there's a there's a business behind it and you know but at the same time you know i mentioned like I grew up duck hunting. Well, I, I deer hunted too, but I don't do that anymore because I feel too much of a connection with mammals. So it's it's a little bit of like a just like a catch twenty two there of like, you know how how do I feel about it? And but you know there's a there's a difference. It's not like you're you're not like slaughtering you're not slaughtering a horse. You're not going out there and shooting a horse between the eyes. It's just it, it's running and it and you know if everything was on the up and up and then just you know some something happened and. Then you also think about it from the industry side, and it's like, well, that horse that had an obvious, you know, issue is, is no longer in the gene pool. And there's, there's, there's just there's a, I feel like there's 
like a biological genetic way to look at it. There's a business way to look at it. And there's a way to look at it with how you feel, you know, with the kind of like the, the softer side of just, you know, what, what are your view of, of all animals are all animals like pets? I mean, if you think all animals are kind of like pets, then yeah, I'm, I'm sure sure you have a lot of problem with it, but you know, if maybe you're raised that view that there, there are some animals that have jobs to do, maybe it's not quite as hard to, to, to deal with. Um, I'm more of the, you know, some animals are, are born and raised to, to have a job. Um, and I know that might sound terrible to some. That's fair. Feel how you feel. This is how I feel. Like I said, I don't, I don't hunt mammals. I don't shoot mammals anymore because I don't, you know, I, I don't like doing it. And I feel that connection, but you know, at the same time, I, uh, I feel bad whenever a horse, you know, an animal that's been bred to work, you know, is injured and can't work anymore. And, you know, it served its purpose, but it makes me, you know, it, it, it doesn't make it easier by any means, but, um, I, I understand it, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. And like I said, this, this all kind of was just like, you know, there's a, uh, there's that uh, subreddit called shower thoughts, right? Where like people just like post like the most like random thought they've had, like just like chilling in the shower. And this is just kind of like, you know, when, you know, I was thinking about what we're going to talk about on Thursday, you know, my, my brain just did that weird, you know, little like tic-tac-toe where it connected, you know, my ethical issues with, with Saudi, with just, you know, general ethical issues some people might have with horse racing. When it comes to like the human right issues with like Saudi and everything, my my question is more of just like it is less about it, it's more about how, does it benefit like the the crown you know the the royal family of Saudi like you know what I mean like how how much money being made is actually going back to them because I feel like if you're if you're not going to do something because how you feel about how a, a nation state handles its business, then you should probably figure out if it's actually benefiting that nation state, you know, or if it's just, you know, if you take your, if everyone were to take its wagering dollar away, who, who's it actually impacting, I guess is, is the way I would phrase yeah. it. I mean, I guess if, if anything, they're probably losing money, right. With all the prize money they're paying. So that's true. Um, and it's not like, you know, it's not like that it's, it's drawing it just like a ton of tourism. I'm sure because it's fucking Saudi, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, yeah. It's not like yeah. you're going to hit, hit the club and do a bunch of drinking afterwards. That's true. And like I said, like, you know, I, if you are like 100% like, Hey, like, like I fuck, like, I love this meat. Like I'm going to support, like, like that's your choice. Like I'm not going to sit here and like, think, you know, that I'm any better than you or that like, no, like you really shouldn't like, like all this talking is just like, I guess it's just like my introspective, right? Like kind of like my thought process, what I've kind of been thinking, like, you know, I, like, I know I'll, 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 gonna be real honest like mark mark is super excited for this meet mark has mark has not shut up about this this little meeting for probably a couple weeks now and he's just like super into it and 
so i mean i mean like i'm sure mark's gonna have lots of opinions on it uh hit him up on discord or on twitter um he's like he was already like messaging us today he's like hey who's excited saudi starts tomorrow you know because the i think they're gonna have races tomorrow so um you know like i this is not it's not like a a on the wrong lead thing this is like a hey like you know i kind of don't i kind of don't feel like great like i guess advertising this uh so you know especially when we had other options uh beforehand uh now i'm kind of we're kind of stuck with i think either stronic or um golden hour which i still think is our very very good uh wagering opportunities so um i i think that that's probably gonna be the direction we go um but um yeah, this is just kind of more of like a like a hey Chase, I had a funny thought last night. Like I kind of I kind of want to think what you're doing because you know there's not there wasn't much to handicap this weekend. There wasn't much uh, you know much to really talk about. So I figured I was like, hey, I had this funny thought last night. What do you think? Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like I don't know. I probably spent like a solid like half hour uh, you know before I went to bed last night just kind of thinking about all this. So uh, you helped me work some stuff out. This is actually kind of like a therapy session, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it always helps to get another person's person's perspective on it. I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not overly excited about the Saudi meet, but I, I am kind of excited to see Charlton and Knicks go, uh, go at it. Um, feel like, uh, I feel like they Bob Bob ducked Knicks go and 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 the Pegasus. So I, I think this will be a good you know, good matchup. And I mean, traditionally the Saudi race, just from like a, a spectating standpoint, I mean, is, is pretty, pretty fucking good. Um, I mean, I can think of like Airgate, um, coming from, you know, getting like walking out of the gate, getting a terrible break and then, you know, going from like last to first, which was like very much not Airgate. Um, you know, um, and also, but he was, you know, it was probably the last time you saw a great Arrogate, like Arrogate that won the Travers, um, you know, and won other races, um, you know, the Breeders' Cup, that that caliber of Arrogate. That was probably the last time you saw him right. Like last year, uh, even though it doesn't count anymore, Max Security made just an amazing run, and then you had Midnight Visu, uh, the Philly, um, really put up a huge race to, I think, finish second in that one, which was... Um, it was really impressive. So, I mean, you get, you get a great racing product. Um, and usually with the amount of money that's in the pools, it's a pretty good betting product too, but it's, um, I mean, all that to, to say that, that I will, I will watch the Saudi cup so that I can watch this kind of, you know, throwdown of, of probably the two better, if not best horses in that older horse handicap division more importantly i believe channel maker is going to be running in the turf jesus <laughs> he just pops up every 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 turf race i might be remotely interested in the same horses pop up and just you know i used to give caleb crap for his like i'm so tired of seeing these horses take but uh I have to agree with Caleb that I'm so tired of seeing those horses run against each other. At least you'll have some euros in there to to shake it up. Yeah, there's there probably won't be an American horse winning that race. But I honestly, like I said, I haven't even looked at at entries. I just saw an article that said Channel Maker was gearing up for it. So, um, 
We're, but, we're mis- I, th- I feel like we're missing something, Josh. What's that? Big shout out, keep pounding. Oh, big shout out, keep pounding. I saw his handle numbers for the year. He's doing some work. Yeah, well, I mean, he's getting paid too. He's doing pretty well with it. Um, also, big shout out, Ratchet Rachel. What do you think she's doing right now? Without with you know being in quarantine, everything being closed. I think she's drunk in the snow somewhere. Hmm. That's my guess. That is my best guess. Well, we're definitely going to be spectators. I think of, of Saudi Cup. We'll we'll see about wagering, but uh, um, with Oakland being canceled, what what are, what are you going to take a look at? Are you going to look at anything? Are you going to just take a little break again? I've been using it as a little break. You know, I've got my I've got my show uh, Friday with Blackjack. Um, always be racing with you know uh, the America's Best Racing ABR Live, and um, we uh, we tried something new last week where we kind of just bounced around from track to track uh, as opposed to just like focusing in on solely like the like the Oakline card and maybe like bouncing to another race you know in between. Um, where uh, so. I, I'm looking at like basically everywhere that that's going to be running on Friday um, for that like time frame, which is like a you know fifteen something races. Um, other than that, uh, I'll probably just kind of I I know it sounds just like goofy to say because this is like recreation to some people, but for me this is like this is this is work, and um, I'm uh the the grind of a meat can kind of can kind of wear you out a little bit so having two weeks off from you know my main my main track where i'm putting in just like a ton of focus i'm you know literally probably putting in at least a 40 hour week you know for for four days of, of racing um i uh it, it's nice to have that that little bit of time off and plus you know like the kids are home my wife works from home and and you know I'm, I'm able to help out with the kids so she doesn't have you know she's not trying to keep kids from going crazy while she's on a conference call with engineers and other architects and stuff um so and plus i mean it's not all work i really love spending time with my little girls yeah yeah, I I I know with with you kind of going uh going full time with uh the horse playing stuff right now. Um yeah, I mean it having to constantly kind of look at, look at races I I can kind of see uh we're having this little break would be good for you but uh I mean yeah, without I'll, without it it's it's essentially every single week weekend of the year. I mean it, there you don't have these these dead periods. Um you may be like a a weekend here or there but you know never like a couple weeks on top on top of each other like this yeah yeah well i'll, I'll probably be focusing on um on san anita uh just bet speed constantly and just hope it hangs on because nobody can whip uh but uh other than that yeah i'll, I'll probably be really really light this weekend um and and wait till next weekend. We'll we'll see what happens though. Um, I'll probably take a, I'll probably take a stab at those uh, golden hour bets because, um, you know, I've taken a couple of cheap stabs and and gone three for four. So and they've paid you know pretty handsomely. I know our our boy Greg uh, Murphy. You know he hit uh, he hit a pretty nice score last weekend. So 
Um, I didn't see what did, what did that pay? I didn't see what the oh, total ended up being. Man. I don't remember. I think it was like 8k. I think he hit for cuz he hit I think he hit it multiple times. Um, nice. But I think he hit for like 8k. Um big shout out Murphy. Big hit. Congrats. Yeah, dude. He's been he's been killing it. Uh our boy Dave, writer Dave has also been killing it. He uh he's been playing the, the Stronach, he's been playing the uh Golden Hour. Uh he's been tailing the correct bets. Yeah, so, he got behind me with a couple bets at, at Tampa and, and uh, Gulfstream today. Um, he seems to seems to be jumping on a few and, and getting it. He's a he's a fucking assassin, man. I mean, not only does he hit these, but he always does it in like the most efficient way possible. Like, if you can't make the t- if he can't make the ticket for like, you know, less than eighteen bucks, like. He doesn't see it worth playing, and it's not like he's like pounding chalk in these like sequences. Like he's he's getting his prices. Like he's really good at playing his opinions. Um, he's a he's an absolute stud of a handicapper. Yeah, I think uh, Murphy's ticket paid sixty two hundred. I think it's the profit. I think he profited fifty eight hundred. I think he said he had like four hundred dollars in bets into it. So yeah, it was nice. Uh, I know Dave. Uh, Dave hit on something nice too. Uh, I. Uh, I hit a pick five uh, with a little bit of shoes input. Um, was it yesterday? Maybe. Yeah. No. On. Um, yeah. Yesterday on Tuesday. So, on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I almost. I almost hit that pick six today at. Uh, at uh, Gulfstream without looking at a PP, just playing the bias. That would have been. That would have been pretty funny. Uh, but I really, uh, I really thought we were both going to hit that for a little bit. Yeah, I was like, I thought, I thought I was, uh, I was gonna be good, but yeah, that uh, second to last race, man. Oh yeah, what? that. Yeah. Was it the six horse or something? Yeah, uh, it was the that was the horse that I had in my dead pick six, but not in my live pick five, which I actually I didn't get. I wouldn't have gotten the last leg, so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I was. Uh, I. Uh, Barely missed out on the early pick four. Also, that would have I think ended up paying like two grand. I think um, it was. Uh, I was very close today, but I also still made money today, so I can't complain. Yeah, I lost a little bit, but I had a I had a nice little hit at uh, at golf or at uh, Hong Kong this morning. Um, speaking of uh, ethical dilemmas, um, so I hit a nice little little win bet at Hong Kong, and then um, had a couple of. Uh, had a close call at uh, Gulfstream. Hit the, hit the exact on the last race. Made most of it back, but I'll take uh, I'll probably take a couple shots tomorrow and and Friday, but probably keep it pretty small this weekend. So, um, we'll, we are gonna we are gonna try and stream tomorrow night. Um, we'll we'll figure out what we're gonna cover. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and I'll get the stream scheduled today. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk about something. It might just be uh, it might just be live Q and A. Um. And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we bet Charlestown. I don't know, man. Uh, Talking well, my language right now. Yeah, I know. I know you're a fan of Charlestown. I was thinking about it, but I just know how much everybody else just like does not play Charlestown. They like play negative Charlestown. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll figure something out. But uh, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time, Chase. We'll. Uh, you know, catch us at uh, onthewronglead.com. We got some new merch up there. We got the new uh, new logo. Um, 
shout out to uh shout out to keep pounding to papo uh the shakeup he was talking to us up a little bit today um you know always appreciate his input uh and his uh his input on bias uh so if you ever want to see what bias handicapping looks like uh, take a look at his streams um and uh yeah chase what, what time you said on friday 3 p.m 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Uh, we're on for about an hour and a half. We'll be bouncing around all over the place. And uh, actually, we've got got a, a, a surprise uh, coming in the next few weeks uh, that we'll, we'll kind of tease tomorrow a little bit. Nice. All right. Well, we will catch you guys later.